Looking up to me, that's why I'm looking up to you. Good afternoon, everyone. You are listening to Looking Up with Danny, Sharissa, and Shell. Had to think of my name there. And we are so glad that you are tuning in on Faith FM for another exciting episode of this program. Before we move forward, how are you, Pastor Danny? I'm praising the Lord on this delightfully warm, humid day. <laughs> Amen. Wasn't delicious. No, but, it wasn't delicious quite. But yeah. it's delightful. It's delightful. It's a, it's a very close delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, we're happy that you're here. And uh, just want to remind our listeners that we are coming to you live from studio here in Newcastle, Australia. And as such, we'd love to hear from you. If you have comments or questions uh, that you have for us during this next uh, few hours, we're here, for, I think, for two-hour program segment. Few hours? Don't say a few hours to the listeners. That would be scary. <laughs> yeah, just don't two go hours. away. <laughs> two, two hours. Um, you can call or text us here in studio on 0491-064-669. And actually, if I was you, I would take a pen and write it down because it might come in handy with our prize mm. giveaway. Mm. And uh, it's usually a competition. So 0491-064-669, you'll need that number for a little bit later as well. So, Pastor Danny, what can we look forward to in today's uh, broadcast? All right. Thank you, Sharissa. Yeah, in a nutshell, and I also want to give a big big welcome to all our listeners, wherever you may be tuning in from. Today, we're going to continue this journey that we started a couple of weeks ago, looking at God's final message of love to the world as it's found there in the Apocalypse, the book of Revelation. And so today we're going to be taking a look at um, what the constitution of heaven is. What is the foundation of God's government and how does that impact how we live our lives here and um, God's plan for us. And the beginning really, I guess, of the unpacking of the everlasting gospel, you know, which is you know, that final message of God's love to the world. Wow, sounds incredibly exciting. Mm, and uh, that study will take us to a particular place in the Bible yeah, Revelation 14, um, okay. verses 6 and 7. All particular right. particular verse 7 is where we're going to begin unpacking. Fantastic. And so uh, if you're just joining us for this journey today, maybe for the first time, as many people do, we want to remind you that you can access all of our past episodes on our Faith FM website, which is very exciting. So um, if you want to go to the Faith FM website, you can go there and you can click on the Looking Up section there and all the previous episodes will come up as uh, podcasts for you to enjoy and listen to to your heart's content. And, uh, yeah, I would actually recommend to everybody that you get the Faith FM app mm-hmm, because then yeah. whether you are within range of one of the radio towers or not, as long as you have data on your phone, you can be hearing crystal clear uh, this this radio station, which is a great blessing when you're driving. And so you can download and then listen at a later time, even without the internet. Oh, even better. Mm. So we want to uh, go to a song now by the Isaacs, When God Seems So Near, and after that we will come back with plenty more current events to talk about Jesus is Coming Soon. Of his holy presence When I'm so still I can hear each whisper 
beautiful song that has been and you are listening to Looking Up. So glad that you are joining us this afternoon. And Pastor Danny, we are at that point in our Looking Up program where we like to talk about what's happening, but what's happening with an eye to how it is significant in light of what the Bible says. And uh, we have so much to talk about. Um, first of all, we have both been at weddings recently. Yes, let's talk about <laughs> weddings to begin with. And uh, before, we, before we talk about, you know, the world blowing up, um, let's talk about the weddings. Why not? <laughs> not that things can't blow up at a wedding, as we know. Um, and I was at a wedding where, you know, we were all holding our breath there for a bit. Yeah. But anyway, praise the Lord, it all went, it all went well. Um, Amen. Yeah, tell me about your wedding. Oh, look, I was um, actually, Shell and I were at the same wedding, same wedding on Sunday for friends of ours who um, got married in beautiful Glenory down there in Sydney. And it was just a very hot day. Mm. We had um, no coverage <laughs> over us, no shade, I mean. And so, so we. Not internet coverage. We, we're not talking about that. We had that too. Right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had no so shade. It was an outdoor it was, wedding. It was an outdoor wedding. Garden beautiful. of Eden experience. Yeah, it was very beautiful. And she arrived in a, was it a Cadillac or some fancy car? I don't know what you call them, but just. It was a nice looking old mm. car and she looked beautiful and he mm. looked handsome and yeah, we had the reception outside. The whole thing was outside. So it was a blessing, beautiful wedding. Mm. What about you? Well, I had two weddings in three days. Um, Did you perform all of them? No, I no. didn't. No, I didn't. Uh, one couple were wise enough not to ask me <laughs> to perform their <laughs> wedding. So they're usually the wise couples. The other one, I'm like, I've warned you ahead of time. You I don't for know. It. <laughs> it's going to be very organic. That's just how I roll. I'm a very organic person. So I don't know what's going to come out <laughs> on the day. We don't know about the weather and we don't know about Pastor Daniel and what's going to come out of his mouth. Yep. Anyway, uh, no, the wedding on Sunday was great. It was on the Central Coast. Um, a young couple. 
um, from my church who got married, two students in their final year Mm -hmm. studying at Avondale University, Mm -hmm. as it is now known. And that was great. Yeah, it was a warm day. And, um, but that it was, was great. Sunday? That was Sunday. And yep. then I performed a wedding. So I was just a guest at the previous wedding on Sunday. And then I performed a wedding yesterday. Yes. Um, in Maitland at an amazing place. Um, it's called Anambar House. Have you mm-hmm. heard of Anambar House? No, no. Shell, have you heard of Anambar House? Yeah. It's on Anambar Road there in Maitland. It's, uh, it's a historic home, big homestead, like massive homestead, like huge, from 1890. Wow. In 1890, and it's got a, yeah, so just beautiful surroundings there. It was an outdoor wedding, and it was quite amazing because the couple, you know, I introduced them because they both come to my church, and mm-hmm. I introduced them on Sabbath, as in, you know, had a prayer for them, you know, wish them all the best as you do. And anyway, I said, um, you know, and they, they said as just before I was about to pray, oh, can you Ask the Lord for good weather. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I don't have any direct connection. <laughs> you know, as, you know what people are like. They think you're the pastor and you've got a direct connection. You well, know, we all a, do. In a yeah, way. Well, well, we all do, but they think you've got a special connection because yep. you're the pastor. You know, God listens to your prayers more than he would listen to mine because I'm not the pastor. Yeah. Anyway, so I had a prayer for them and um, we prayed about that. And, um, yeah, yesterday... Those who are living um, in the Newcastle area, you know, Hunter area, will know that there were storms that came through. There was flooding in Sydney, Central Coast and so forth. And, um, you know, as I was preparing myself for the wedding yesterday morning, um, up until lunchtime when I had to sort of take off, it was like, yeah, pouring down rain, sideways, blowing a gale. And I'm like, yikes, and it's supposed to be an outdoor wedding. And anyway, we turned up and um, it was still raining, drizzling, um, a decent amount um, in the lead up to it. And then all of a sudden when we were about to begin around that time, sort of eased off and um, the, bride, the bride was, you know, traditionally late. Um, <laughs> so we had to wait for her about 30 minutes or so yeah. um, to turn up with the bridesmaids. And um, But anyway, yeah, it was sunny. Um, well, well, it stopped. It stopped. It was actually perfect weather for an outdoor wedding. Yeah. It was cloud cover all the way perfect through. Perfect for photos. Perfect for photos. And then the sun even came out like, sort of later on in the afternoon. Beautiful. But it was great, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And you know what? I, I just brought that up because it's something that's significant. It's a wonderful thing. Did you mm. know Jesus talked about weddings? I know he did. Yeah, that was his first miracle. It was his first miracle. At a wedding. At a wedding. And he even talked about them within the context of, you know, the end times. He did. Which I thought is interesting. Yeah, John 14, 1 to 3. Yes. And also, but as it was in the days of Noah, people were marrying and giving yeah. in marriage. So in yeah, other yeah, words, yeah. life was just going on as per... Business as usual. Yeah, but... Doesn't mean that marriage is wrong. We love God no. made marriage, no. and it was His idea. Well, he owns the copyright. You marry the wrong person. Well, yeah, he owns <laughs> the copyright on marriage. He does. He does. He does. But uh, yeah, it was just a beautiful thing yeah. to. And to as, see. as you pointed out in the past, and I know you've done a really great sermon on it, um, but the Bible finishes off with the wedding supper of the Lamb. It does. You know, Jesus yeah. comes as this the ultimate sh- knight in shining armor. You know, on that white horse, that yes. white horse that's that the sign of victory, and we know. Someone riding on a white horse is a symbol of, you know, a conqueror. Um, And that's how Jesus comes to collect his bride. We're the church, the church, the people of God. Um, Those who follow Jesus Christ, they're the bride. And so, yeah, this this marriage imagery is all the way through from the Garden of Eden, where we have the marriage institution uh, given by God, all the way through to the book of Revelation, so all the way through, including... 
on in in the in the heavenly courts above when we celebrate. So it's beautiful. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful picture. I love weddings. God's, I love weddings. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know that was a happy note of, of what's happening. <laughs> so, but there's a lot of other unhappy things going on. Well, look, um, yeah, sad, um, deeply distressing, sorrowful, painful for a lot of people, depending on where they live and what the circumstances right. are. But prophetically significant, yes. uh, prophetically significant. We know, I was sharing with you before the radio program began, Sharissa, if I didn't know and understand Bible prophecy, I could, I could have more optimism that, you know, th- the day's coming when utopia will reign here on this earth. Yep. Where, you know, because that's what everyone's aiming for. You know, we all want to live peaceful and happy um, lives. Everybody really wants that. Um, you know, we don't want to be at war. We don't want to have disease. We don't want to have all these horrible things. Yep. But unfortunately, the Bible tells us those labor pains will intensify before Jesus comes. And that is why Jesus says, when you see all these things come to pass, talking about what we are seeing right now and what will happen in the future, he says, look up because your redemption is drawing near. So our focus needs to be on the coming of Jesus and pointing people to him and the hope that we can have in him. Like we discussed last week in our interview. Wasn't that an amazing interview? Yeah, it was a very um, exciting interview. With Brad and Adele and what happened down in Canberra in the literature. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of things going on, and uh, maybe we can start by talking about what's happening right now as we speak. I mean, yesterday I didn't turn on the news pretty much all day because I was busy preparing for the wedding, and I was at the wedding, got home at midnight, and I wasn't interested, obviously, in worrying about what had happened during that day. What had happened had happened. I was going to bed. But when I turned on the news this morning, just on my phone and just had a look at my ABC News app, um, yeah, it's it started out there in Ukraine. You know, mm-hmm. Ukraine. The sorry, so the, the Russian the Russian army has um, moved into eastern Ukraine, mm-hmm. and I understand the president um, Vladimir Putin had um, you know uh, he had made a speech where he was basically um, you know I guess annexing if you can call it that that that's a sort of a technical term or taking um or or reclaiming i should say that's probably a better simple term reclaiming some of those eastern territories on behalf of russia mm-hmm. this is in another country you know that's like us going to new zealand and reclaiming you know the south island on behalf of australia yeah. <laughs> How's that going to yeah, work? Yeah. Um, so I'm sure we'll have lots of phone calls from our New Zealand listeners <laughs> saying, what did you just say? Is that happening? It's not happening, folk. I'm just saying imagine. Imagine Australia <laughs> did that as the big cousin. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, huge sanctions and stock markets are very jittery today. And so, yeah, we don't know where all that's going to go. There's a lot of heavy-duty rhetoric that's being, you know, sort of, shared here, there, and everywhere from the West, from President Biden and onward. So rumours of wars, wars and rumours of wars. Jesus talked about that, and we're seeing that, and who knows where China's going to end up. And so the whole thing's in a very messy place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's amazing, isn't it, just to see the words of Jesus come to yeah. to life and come alive right now. Um, I was going to say, too, on, it was an interesting, not quite as, as serious, but interesting that Donald Trump has launched a truth social, like a social media app called Truth Social. Truth Social, okay. Yeah. After a year of being banned from Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, he decided to get something in the social Mm. media space himself. And uh, I just, you know, I just mentioned that only because in this world, like he claims this is a truth 
app app for truth and and maybe there's truth there well, but his version of it that's know. right but in this world truth is always changing like mm. the, people's idea and perception mm. of truth but there is one source of truth that never changes mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. is god's word amen which is true and will be true and remains true mm-hmm. forever and ever um, yeah. The grass withers, the flowers mm. fade, but the word of our God stands forever, Absolutely. what the Bible says. Absolutely. And in today's um, message that we're going to unpack from the three angels, because we're going through it step by step, we're going to be looking at that very subject, that God has truth that you know is, is not able to be moved, mm-hmm. not able to be moved, and like a rock. It's it's solid. So yeah, so praise the Lord for that. Where well, yeah, our friend Donald Trump, I guess he he's feeling probably is feeling like he's out of the you know he's out of the loop and yeah. no one's listening to him. Nobody knows that he's he exists. He does exist still. He's thinking yep. you know I need to get on the well, map. Good on, good on him for being ingenious. Yeah, in, well, in good on him. Country. Free country still, <laughs> yeah. kind of. Talking about freedom, let's go to Canada. Um, oh, where do we wow. start? Wow, yeah, well, Canada, um, you know, just listening to, I like to sort of listen to both sides of, of, of the news. And what I mean by that is, you know, in our, in our news media today, I think most people will be aware that, you know, we've got two versions of, of the news. You know, we have, um, you know, one version they're referred to sort of as the right, you know, and the other yeah. one as the left, you know, and um, and depending on, on on what news station you listen to, you'll get a certain version. So I try and look at both, yeah. but um, it's been interesting to hear some of the some of the commentary um, as they're analysing what's happening there in Canada and uh, the the protests and the way that they are being. Um, clamped down on the way that they are being um, dealt with we've never seen anything like it in the past and they're scratching their heads some of these talking heads um, commentators on on some of the news networks uh, and they're, they're asking what on earth is going on you know a peaceful process protest yes it has disrupted you know the the capital of Canada, Ontario, as we all now know. Nobody would have known. You would have known what it was. I didn't know what it was before before this, and um, and you know, and supply chains and so on and so forth. But they were generally peaceful. They were singing. They were peaceful protesters. They were not there smashing buildings um, and you know turning you know lighting buildings on fire and so on and so. Which is what happened a lot, yep, especially yep. during the Black Lives Matters protest. They were torching you know public buildings and police cars and police stations and you name it. Um, so they weren't doing any of that. But to have their accounts, their bank accounts frozen mm-hmm. because they're protesting, to have their businesses frozen, we've never seen anything like that. And people who support them, for example, you had individuals who supported them through GoFundMe um, initiatives and they were threatened that their bank accounts would wow. be frozen. So who are, you, you don't you're not, you don't have a, you're not allowed to go. There's no free donate, speech. No free speech, and so no free. And um, <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting to see how how liberties and freedoms yes. over the last two years have been chipped away at little by little by little by little until we are at the point where we are now, where people are wondering how on earth can that happen over you know a peaceful protest? People have been protesting forever and a day. Yeah, and I guess um, you just. I mean, read- they've lost their jobs and everything. So they're yeah. not just protesting for the sake of it. These mm-hmm. people have lost their jobs, their you know their livelihoods. They need to feed families and da 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 da. And and they're against the mandates which I personally am against. And you're bringing that up because the Bible says that that's going to be happening at the, the end of at time. the end of time. That's right. So in Revelation 13, we have exactly that. We have there's a, a group of people who because they're not willing to go along with the worship mandates that will be rolled out around the world. 
their bank accounts will be frozen. It wow. literally says they cannot buy and sell. What's that? That's bank accounts being frozen. Their property can be confiscated, which is what this emergency act in Canada allows for property to be confiscated. And it has been trucks and so forth confiscated, gone. Amazing. You won't see that again necessarily mm. unless you comply and so forth. So Revelation 13 is describing what we are seeing right now, which is, I believe, yeah, just a forerunner. Oh, it's just incredible. But there's so much more. Oh, yeah, we can keep talking and we will. And we probably will after the news. <laughs> We're going to go to a song here by Melissa Otto. Here he comes. I actually love this song. It's a beautiful song. After that, we will have the news and then we will come back with our Bible study. Really looking into, looking forward to this. Here he comes, riding on a white horse to pull me out from the midst of my enemy. Fighting with a fierce love, I love stronger than death. My true one songs in the stillness of night, gentle and quiet. His voice assured me again, child, I'm not finished yet. Let your heart rest, I won't let you slip through my To my enemy, my faithful one Here he comes to vanquish his enemies Fighting with a fierce love, a love stronger than death My true one, he holds me Oh, he holds me so closely I am his And by his grace he is mine No power can grip on me. I'm so tightly held by His mighty love. Here He comes, riding on a white horse, to pull me out from the midst of my enemy, my faithful one. Here He comes, to vanquish His enemies, Fighting with a fierce love, I love stronger than death. My true one, if I say my food is slipping, your mercy, oh Lord, holds me up in the multitude. Hey everyone, we're the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson, and you can join us every morning on The Breakfast Show. We cover news that matters and do our encounter with God. We also have an intense quiz, great giveaways, awe-inspiring music, and best of all, you can have your say and be a part of the Bracky family. We're live across Australia, so check your Faith FM program for your local airtime.
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. You are Talia. And you are Blake. And we have a new show called Speak Life. Where we speak life into every situation. Where we get positive and stay positive. And what could be more positively different than that? So, join us live every Thursday, Arvo. Arvo? Okay, okay, okay. Join us live every Thursday afternoon on Faith FM. everyone you're listening to a repeat of our live show looking up that's right and if you think this is good you'll definitely want to tune in on wednesdays at 3 30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate there's a free giveaway that you can claim you can text in your questions and prayer requests live is so much more fun so catch you then looking up to you Unbelievable. Welcome back, everyone. And Danny is just in shock at how quickly the time has gone. Time is flying by. You better believe it. You better believe it. (laughs) 
Oh, these women, these women are going to be the death of me. I can see it's time well, at the end. Anyway, we're just so happy that you're still looking up with us. It's the uh, live program. Always be ready. Always be ready. That's oh. biblical. And I'll, and I'll you keep us open. on our toes. <laughs> well, um, yes, we're so happy that you're with us. And I want to share with everybody before we get into the Bible study of our program the prize giveaway mm-hmm. that we will be giving away to how many people can we give this away to today? Whoa. Did you see that? Whoa. Four people can be winners today. First, second, third, and fourth, I think. Just as well she didn't put up another finger because I can only count to four. So <laughs> four's the max. Four it is, and it's a good thing. So today the prize, which we will release a code word for, and you have to race to get that code word to us on the number of the studio here. Call or text us with the code word when we give it, 491 but the book giveaway that's a prize today is called The Antichrist Agenda, The Ten Commandments Twice Removed. It's a book by oh, Danny wow. Shelton. I actually have a copy of this at home. So it's a really good book. I won't need to compete today. <laughs> but, um, yeah, really good book. Let me read to you the first paragraph here of the description. The powers of an unseen world are promoting an agenda to vanquish God's authority and veil Bible truths about end time events. Sounds a little bit wow. like what we're going to be touching yeah, in, yeah, on in, in our program. So absolutely. already, if that's enough to whet your appetite, please stay tuned. We will release the code word maybe in the next segment. Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right, Pastor Danny. All right, my friend. Well, um, you know, before we went to the news, we looked at some some current events um, in light of Bible prophecy, as we as we do each week. And yeah, it's just it's just incredible um, the things that are taking place, the uncertainty in the world. And as you pointed out um, earlier, we have the certainty um, mm. in God's word. Amen. That is where we have certainty alone in God's word. And I I just love. Is that I think it's Second um, Peter chapter one mm-hmm. verses nineteen to twenty one, but in in particular verse nineteen, if I remember correctly, Sharissa, where it says, "We have a more sure word of prophecy." Amen. You know, we have a more sure word of prophecy, and I love what Daniel said to King Nebuchadnezzar there in Daniel chapter two. You know, he finishes off his final words to to King Nebuchadnezzar when he shares with him the dream, mm-hmm. um, you know, of the history of the rise and fall of nations in the then known world, you know, from the Middle East all the way to Europe. Mm-hmm. He says, the dream is certain, its interpretation is sure. sure. Yep. And, uh, and I just love that about God's word. Um, and what a contrast to life. Today, you know, what a contrast to life at any time, but especially today. And so, you know, we, we've looked at a number of things and, um, and I guess, uh, for me, uh, a positive thing is that, um, yeah, COVID seems to be, seems to be coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, although our numbers are still massive, you know, I mean, when they give the daily numbers of New South Wales and, and some of the other states, they're still in the thousands, but it seems to be under control. Like our mask, Mandates, if I remember correctly, they're going to be turfed in a couple of days. Friday. Friday. So today's Wednesday and Friday. There'll be no more mask mandates. And I think the limit mandates are gone as well. That's right. Um, There's no more QR. We can sing again. Yeah, we can sing. Well, we've been singing for a little while, but but without masks. That's right. Without masks. So, yeah. So we're praising the Lord for that. And um, and it was interesting. This, this, I mean, we've heard of pandemic, of course, and we've heard of endemic when a disease is manageable and so forth. But did you know what the actual word endemic means, where it comes from? 
No. Okay. Well, I just found this out today. I just found this out today. Endemic comes from, uh, I guess, the Greek word. It seems Greek to me or, or Latin. Um, en demos. Mm-hmm. En demos. And en, E-N, is in. Demos is the people. Mm. In the people. So endemic means in the people. So when the disease is in the people, like the flu. The mm-hmm. flu is endemic because it's in the people. You know, everyone has it. It's not a big, well, it is a big deal to some. People die from the flu. Hundreds of thousands, I understand, around the world die every year. Um and obviously the more vulnerable are impacted and affected. However, you know, we learn to live with it. And as we're told over and over again, we learn to live alongside, you know, the yeah. virus. And so I'm glad that that's coming to an end. And I'm hoping and praying. I was just talking to a school teacher today, a school teacher. I won't mention her name. And she was sharing with me that, you know, she had a meeting um, with um, her school um, sort of leadership team and, you know, she didn't take the vaccine and so she was, you know, she was put off obviously at the end of last year because of that and, you know, she was just distraught. She says, please pray for me, Pastor, because um, I'm just so down and discouraged because they've told me that they 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 have to re-advertise my job and mm. she has spent her whole life teaching. Mm. For her, teaching is not a job. Yes, it's, it is a job, but for her, it's more than a job. It's a ministry. For her, it's her life. For her, she it's loves passion. it. It's a passion. Just yeah. like for me and for you and for Shell and for all of us, you know, ministry is a passion. For me, I don't do ministry simply to put bread on the table. No. Praise the Lord. You know, according to Scripture, you know, I am able to, to live um, through the tithes and the offerings that people give as a minister of the gospel according to the Scriptures. But I do what I do because I'm passionate and I believe God has called me. And so this person felt that God has called her to be a teacher and um, and she was just so discouraged. And, and so I'm praying and I'm hoping and praying. I'm going to call upon our listeners to join me in praying. I prayed with her today and I'm asking our listeners to be praying for those that that are not able to go to their workplace because of the mandates, because of the their conscience um, choice. They have chosen not to be vaccinated and because of that they've been, you know, they're not able to work in their place of, of employment, and especially nursing, teachers, you know, those those that work with people and are ministering to them in a, in a very sort of um, direct manner, if I could use that language. Sure, yeah. um, so I think we need to pray for them. And we need to pray that our governments and some governments around the world are already, um, you know, rolling back the mandates. And I'm praying that Australia will do likewise. And for our Kiwi friends, I know we've got a lot of Kiwi listeners and you've got family over there. Um, not sure if Faith FM goes to Kiwi land um, or if it's just here in Australia. If they um, have the app, it can go in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I really want us to be praying. You know, we need to be doing that. Um, we shouldn't be just thinking, oh, well, you know whenever what? the government decides, yeah, you know, whenever they, whenever they get around to it and whenever they feel it's fine. No, Esther. Esther teaches us to pray and God works on, on the hearts of kings and queens and prime ministers and presidents and rulers. Amen. So we need to be praying. So I'm going to start earnestly praying that our government here in Australia um, roll back all those mandates um, so that people can get back to mm. their to their employment and line of ministry. That would be a tremendous blessing. And on the note of prayer, just want to oh, put yes. it out there. Yeah, yeah. This weekend we have our... Uh, 
Prayer conference. Weekend prayer conference. Praise yeah, the Lord for that. Yeah, it's an annual event, and it's uh, the theme is Acts again. So seeing the wow. book of Acts come Praise alive again, and uh, mm. we're praying that God will pour out the Holy Spirit upon mm, us as indeed. we gather together, and just like He did in the book of Acts, mm. um, that we'll we can again. be revived and yeah, blessed and refreshed to come back and That's share right. what God can is doing. Can people still attend? I know they, it's only a week away. So, well, no, three days away. Yeah. Really? Can is it too late? Of Applications closed. It's not too late, but they need to register. So if you are interested in registering, you should go to the North New South Wales uh, page. So nnsw.adventist.org.au. Scroll down and you'll see a tile there that says Acts Again Prayer Conference. Click on that. It'll take you to the page where you can register just to come to the event. Yeah, and, uh, powerful stuff. Be powerful wonderful. stuff. And you know what? At our church at Hillview, um, last week we had a week of prayer. So every night we got together from Saturday Wonderful. to Saturday to pray at 7.30. Generally for about an hour there was, there was a devotional and we prayed and we sang songs. But then this last Saturday night, um, uh, this person, I won't mention her name, this teacher, she's yep. also our prayer ministry's leader. You yep. probably know who she is. And um, and she felt impressed um, during the week on the Wednesday night that we have an all-night prayer vigil. Wow. So that's what we did. We had an all-night prayer vigil that started when? off on Saturday night, oh, just, just this Saturday night. So from 7.30 yep. p.m. on Saturday night, uh, prayed all the way till about seven seven thirty a.m. About seven. How many people? Ah, uh, there was a lot that came to begin with. Maybe we had fifty odd people or so that came, and then people That's sort wonderful. of drew, you know people stayed at different. We had some people like come at like midnight. Yeah. Um, and you know one group so well, someone came at two o'clock in the morning. You know, so we told people they could come and go as they you know as they wanted to. And um, but we had those who stayed all. I couldn't stay unfortunately all the way through because I had a wedding the next morning. Yeah. So I stayed for as long as I could. Um, and then I went home to get a few hours sleep. Um, so I wasn't totally wasted, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a very powerful time of praying, praising the Lord, just drawing near an all night prayer vigil. Now I know you've, you've done all night prayer vigils and, um, some of our listeners may be having, they may be thinking, wow, um, is that, is that really something that you can do? And we have it in the Bible. Jesus Mm -hmm. did it. The early church did it when they prayed for Peter Mm -hmm. who was in prison. So yeah, so we have many, um, you know, we have many um, illustrations in scripture. Mm-hmm. That's right. Anyway, yeah. Well, uh, we enjoyed that conversation, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. Yeah. All right. So that's about all. I've, I mean, there's a whole heap more, but I think that's sort of the the, yeah. the essence of of you know what we can pray for, where things are at, and um, yeah. Speaking of prayer, one last thing before you hit the Bible study mm. is um, I don't know if it's been mentioned here, but the, there's a push, a prayer push that came through our Avondale University College Church on yep. the campus there, and yep. it's called One at One. Oh, yeah. Just like the great, early church was yeah. united and of one accord, the idea was at 1 p.m. every day, wherever we are, we just stop and pray. We mm. pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, pray for revival, pray for those in need of prayer, pray for our governments, mm-hmm. pray for the church. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, one at one. So, one at one. What I've done is I've set an alarm on my phone mm-hmm. and my watch so that I never forget and I just pause and pray because there's lots to pray for. But, yeah, if you're listening you want to join the, the prayer push, uh, one at one. So seven days a week? Every day, one Every at day one. at one o'clock, stop and pray. Pray, pray. as long or as short as you want. Yeah, I did. I've got an evening prayer, like an alarm that goes off. So um, to to to, have, to to pray for that. and um, But, yeah, I probably need to jump on that too. That, that's a great idea. Mm. That's a great idea. All right, folk. Well, I think we are ready. We've got a few minutes left before we go to our song. So I think we can um, 
we can get started. Um, introduce our subject for today. Yep. And sure, oh, yeah, hope, hope you've got your Bibles, my dear friends. Um, hope you've got a Bible. If you're at home or you're somewhere where you can open your Bible, you've got an app that's got a Bible on it, that will really help. And you can sort of follow along um, and, um, and be part of this Bible study. So maybe, Sharissa, you want to begin with a prayer? Sure, I'd love to. Let's pray. Our loving Father in heaven, Lord, we come because we need your blessing. We need your Holy Spirit to guide us as we study. So please bless this time. Bless our listeners. Help us to see a fresh picture of truth and of Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So um, uh, just, just, just to recap, this is, um, I guess, the third message um, in this series. The first one was an introduction. Sharissa, where we looked at the overall structure of Revelation and where God's final message of love fits into that. And it's really, we discovered it's the bullseye. Uh, The three angels' messages, as it's also known, Revelation 14, verses 6 to 12, um, is the bullseye of the entire book of Revelation. You've got, well, chapters 12, 13, and 14, uh, the very heart of that book, the very center um, of the book thematically and structurally. And so... Today we are we are continuing this journey because then the second week we discovered the gospel. What the gospel is, you remember that? Yeah. Uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, uh, saves us from our past sins. It gives us victory over you know over sin in our lives. And one day, you know, God will wipe away all sin, and you know, we'll be free from sin. Amen. Completely free, free from, from sin. The presence of the yeah, sinful like world so, and um, pain. How, how was it? So free from your past sins. Free from. The, well, the present, there was past, present, and Future. presence or yeah, something. So there was that triple. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. So, yeah, God, Jesus took the penalty. Yeah, that's it, penalty. And he gives us the power to have victory over yeah, sin penalty, in our lives. Penalty, power. And he's going to deliver us from the presence of I sin like when that. he comes. I knew you'd come through. <laughs> Shell, isn't that amazing? Our young friend. That's because she's got a sharper brain than I have. My brain is like... It's getting worse. Half a century later, wear and tear on my poor brain is just not there. So that was that was penalty, power, presence. The three yes. P's. Fantastic. Yep. I love that. Yeah, so we looked at the gospel. And so today we are continuing to, to look at that. So we've got a few seconds left. If you want to just read Revelation 14 verses 6 and 7, please. Sure. Well, the Bible says in verse 6, that then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and springs of water. Okay, so this is a message that needs to go to the whole world. Yes. And it's a message that is... Declared with a loud voice. Megaphone. Yes. And we're going to have to come back and continue this thought because our time is already... It's, it it's is. A, so we're going to come back with that loud voice. Yeah, we are. So be on the lookout. <laughs> Don't go away. We're going to listen to Hannah Carr. Oh, Kerr. No, Hannah Kerr. Be still and know. And then we will continue that thought. When your heart is anything but quiet And peace feels a million miles away When the world is heavy 
don't know the path that you should take when you cry out to the Lord and your broken voice is weak when you can't stand anymore. We'll meet you on your knees. Be still and
declare that He is God. What a beautiful song. Amen. We are live right now. This is Looking Up. We're in the middle of a Bible study. Actually, we're in the first legs we're of it. In the first legs of it, yeah. And uh, we should probably give people our code word yeah. for today because there are four people who will be winners today. Mm-hmm. If you call or text us with this code word, the prize that is going to the first four people to call or text us is called the Antichrist Agenda, Ten Commandments Twice Removed. Uh, what part of the Ten Commandments play in the Antichrist Agenda? What what part do they play? Why is the spotlight suddenly spinning back to the Decalogue as we approach the closing trials of Earth's history? The Ten Commandments loom large on the horizon of the immediate future. Mm. It's a good book. And if uh, you want this book, you have to be one of the first four people to call or text us with the code word. Which is three letters. I was going to go with the word commandment. Uh-huh, but or it's commandment. not that. It's too big. That's, that's, that's too big. We can't spell that. Yeah. Well, we can kind of. But I wanted to make it simple. <clears throat> so the alternative to commandments is the word law. Law. L-A-W, law. Law, that's it. So if you want to be a winner, call or text us 0491 064 Call or text us with the word law 0491. Yep, 064669. Just checking I read it right. That's Fantastic. that's uh, how you can be a winner. All right, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. That's what the book prize is on mm-hmm. um, and the importance of that. So I've entitled um, this message or, well, I guess this um, this Bible study, um, The Secret to Peace and Happiness. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants peace. Everybody wants happiness. Okay, so we're going to look at the secret. And um, and going back to Revelation 14, 6, um, actually verse 7, uh, those first couple of words there, Sharissa, yes, that you yes. read out just before we went to that beautiful music, sang with a loud voice. Do you want to repeat um, what are those words in the Greek, loud and voice? Megaphone or yeah, something? Me- yeah, the word for loud is the word mega. Yep. And the word for voice is phone. Phone, megaphone. We, mega, we get the word megaphone. Yes. Megaphone from megaphone. Yeah. And so we all know what a megaphone is used for. We do. Yeah. So this is a message that that is not only urgent, but is a message that needs to be clearly heard and understood by the entire world population. Yeah. And I guess that's a really good point. So you're saying that the volume of this message indicates that it should go to the whole world. That's right. Does it indicate anything else? Well, it also indicates that it's urgent. Yes, it's urgent, okay. and um, you know, I think I think of um, you know stickers that we put on and stamps that we put on boxes, you know, that we want sent um, here or overseas or whatever. You know, urgent yep. priority. Yeah, and we all know what that means. You know, if something is urgent, um, or people put that on letterheads, uh, you know, on, on envelopes or whatever, you know, or you know, on emails. You get an email that it says, urgent, please read. You're not going to read that in a week's time. Yep. Okay. So this is an urgent message. It's an, it's an important message. It's God's final message of love to the world. And um, it's interesting, the word um, preach, you know, speaking of here, you know, everlasting gospel to preach. Mm-hmm. Use the word preach to those who dwell on the earth. Uh, I came across someone, I don't know who it was, but someone broke up that word preach into three words. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I just want to share this with you. This is pretty cool. Um, I hadn't heard anyone sort of put it like this. Go and preach, that's the word, go and preach the gospel, reach all with my love so that 
Each one may be part of my everlasting kingdom of love. I've put that sentence together. That's my sentence. I love it. But the words preach, reach, and eat were sort of, you know, shared. And I'm like, wow. And I thought I could put that in a sentence. I love it. Go and preach the gospel. Reach all with my love so that each one may be part of my everlasting kingdom of love. Amen. Amen. That's Danny's organic. Um, That's a good version. one. You should put it in a book. No way. <laughs> I'll never Danny's organics. <laughs> Danny's organics, yeah. But um, but that's really what it is, you know. That's, yes. That's that's what it means, you know, that each one may hear and respond to the everlasting good news. And particularly when you say that it's a matter of urgency and this is like as we keep studying, we'll see there's some warnings in there, like be careful of things that God is, is you know, anxious for people to know about too. So Absolutely. I was also thinking too that the the – the sound, like the volume yeah. of this message in which it is given, is an indication of the love mm. with which it comes from from God. Like God's love for us is great. That's why the volume is high mm. because He wants us all to be hearing this warning and be steering clear of danger. I mean, you, you know, you think about it. If you've got a little little two year old, exactly, you know, a little two year old, three year old toddler, and um, you know, they're you're, you're running so, across yeah, the road. they're running. You're at a park and you sort. Of, take your eyes off them and, and all of a sudden you see them and they're heading towards the road there. They're about to, and you can see a whole line of cars and trucks coming their way and the little toddler's oblivious. You're not going to go, Billy boy, yeah. Billy boy, can you just pause there, little Billy boy? <laughs> Mummy's calling. No, you're going to yell out at the yes. top of your voice. You're going to create the biggest scene. You don't care who's around. Yep. You don't care where you are. If you're at a wedding, you're at a funeral, you see your little boy, your little girl, heading towards danger, you're going to yell, you're going to scream, you're going to do whatever you can to get their attention, as you pointed out, so that their life may be preserved. That's right. And that's what God here is doing. And um, Noah, I'm sure Noah preached in a megaphone voice. Yeah. I'm sure Lot, when he went and um, you know pleaded with his family to leave Sodom and Gomorrah, to leave Sodom, um, because God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah in the plains, I'm sure he did it with tears and earnestness. Jesus himself. He pleaded with yes. Jerusalem, you know, in tears, you know. Um, how I long to, you know, shelter you and save you and deliver you like a mother hen, you yeah. know, shelters her little chicks under her wings, but you are not willing. So this pleading and... Um, and the language of yeah. directness. Yeah, very direct. <laughs> yeah, also indicates like there's no time for pleasantries. No. It's just like urgent. Yeah. Absolutely. Has that ever happened in history? Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, examples of... There is, there mm. is. We've got a we've got a great example, a well known one um, with the most famous ship that has ever sailed. I was going to say the seven seas, but no, <laughs> it, it didn't make it. It didn't make it across the first time on its maiden journey, and that's of course the Titanic. The Titanic, mm. yeah. Um, you know the story of the Titanic. You Tell us again. I know it, but I okay, never get okay. old. It's, it's an amazing it's, story. Yeah, it's a great story. I mean, over a hundred years ago now, the Titanic, but it's the most famous ship and. And made famous really in a major way as far as our time is concerned by the movie. I think mm-hmm. it came out in, what, 1997, somewhere there. Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. won like 10, 10 awards. What, what do they call them? Not, not Grammys, Emmy. Is that Emmy Awards? I have no Whatever. idea. Whatever, Oscars, 10 Oscars. I, I, I don't know. No. Look, I don't know. I'm hopeless <laughs> in that space. I don't really watch movies. I barely know what's the difference between an Oscar and an Emmy and a Grammy. It's all the same to me. Yep, yep. I know Grammys are about music, music awards, and Oscars are about, you know, um, movie awards. I know that much. But anyway, um, the, the story of the Titanic is really interesting because um, – when it set sail um, from England back in um, 1912, April 10, 
Um, it was it was the largest ship that was ever built up until that time, 40% larger than the next biggest ship. And it was the first ship, can you believe it, Sharissa, the first ship to have a swimming pool on board. No way. The first ship with a swimming pool. Did you know that, Shell? It was oh, Shell, knows, <laughs> Shell knows everything. She just knows everything. So no point in me asking you, did you know that, Shell, because the answer will be the same every time. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so took off. To cut a long story short, um, many warnings were given to the Titanic as, as to the other ships, that there were icebergs, you know, in, the, you know, in that line where the Titanic was heading. But uh, the owner of the Titanic wanted to break the record, you know, mm-hmm. from one side to the other of the Atlantic. And so it was full steam ahead, mate, you know, 22 knots, which is about 40 kilometres an hour, just plough on because, you know, one... one um, uh, it's kind of, whether whether it's sort of um, apocryphal or whether it actually was said, uh, legendary or not, um, it, I, I, I don't know. Most it could have been said, most certainly, but someone sort of yelled out as the Titanic was leaving. Not even God Himself could sink this wow, ship. Wow, that's a dangerous thing to say. Not even God. <laughs> I mean, it had sixteen watertight compartments. Yep. And um, so yeah, it was seen as indestructible, wow. and that's why we refer to you know you know the Titanic is kind of seen as a symbol for something that's almost impregnable. Mm. Um, that reminds me of Babylon, Babylon mm. the Great. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to the Titanic. So, um, yeah, but on the night, on the night before it um, collided with that iceberg, four four days in, it received um, a final warning. Uh, there's a whole big story. Don't have time to go into it, <coughs> but it received a final warning from um, another ship. Um, the I guess the the wireless operator of another ship called the Californian. Mm-hmm. that had stopped for the night. And so they'd parked themselves because there were a lot of icebergs in the area. And um, and so the operator, whose name was um, Cyril Evans, mm-hmm. he, he contacted Jack Phillips, who was the wireless operator on the Titanic, and he said to him, hey, there's a lot of icebergs. We've paused for the night. We suggest you do likewise. Um, but... Jack Phillips was busy sending personal messages to a really? real yeah, to a relay station that was nearby. So there was a relay station nearby. He was busy sending private messages from the rich and famous, you know, who wanted to talk about, you know, the party that they were going to when they got to New York and where they were shopping and whatever, whatever. So, you know, um, and he said, and it's interesting what he shared. We've got the words in a transcript. Check this out, Sharissa. Um, you may have that transcript there with that sentence. If you have it, could you read that out? I'm looking at it. It says here, I think. Here it is. Uh, no, maybe you read it. I'm okay. trying to see. The one that's got. Oh, shut, shut up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. These were the words from wow. Jack Phillips to Cyril Evans yep. as he was annoyed because he was interrupting his private messages being sent. This is the message. Shut up. Shut up. I'm busy. I'm working Cape Race. Okay. Cape Race is where that relay station was. I'm busy sending private messages. He told them to shut up. And what's fascinating, Sharissa, is not a, lot of, not a lot of people know, but in my sort of investigation, um, I discovered that the California was only about an hour and a half away from the Titanic. The Titanic, from when it hit the iceberg until it sunk, was afloat for two hours and 40 minutes. There was a window of an hour and 10 minutes whereby the Californian was the only ship that could get to the Titanic in time to save 
more people because they didn't even have enough lifeboats for all the people that needed a lifeboat on the Titanic and not all the lifeboats were full. A lot of them were half empty. So it was a whole debacle. It was just a horrible tragedy. Mm. In fact, that was the front page of the newspaper, you know, <laughs> uh, the, one of the London newspapers, you know, the uh, uh, Titanic, you know, the, the, the tragic story. And it was a tragic story it because it did not heed the, the warning. And um, sadly, uh, Cyril Evans, um, after received, after received that shut up, shut up message from, <laughs> you know, from, from his counterpart, uh, Jack Phillips, he went to bed. He went to bed and uh, went to bed at 11.30, 10 minutes before Titanic wow. struck, and he turned off his radio. And oh. um, the only ship that could actually help was told to shut up. Wow. And I think to myself, you know, that's that's so much of an illustration to what's going on right now. You know, God is trying to reach us through his word, but many people are just like, we're not interested, God. You know, you can keep it to yourself. We're just not interested, and God is pleading with his people through his word. That's an amazing and sobering story because 15... 15- was it 1,500? 1,500 people lost their lives. There was 2,200 people 1, on board. 1,500 families. Yeah, 1,500. Only 700 made their way onto the boats. Mm. And um, the, those lifeboats, those lifeboats could hold up to 1,200 people. Wow. So 500 seats were empty. Wow. In the chaos and in the confusion. And it and, didn't uh, have to be that way. It didn't like, have to be that way. That's amazing. Well, there's a real lesson for us in that, isn't there? Yeah, as, absolutely. Especially when we're talking about he- hearing messages from God, yeah. the God of heaven, to a planet that is, I guess, on a collision course <laughs> with an iceberg. That you know, We are. We, yeah, are, like, we are. The absolutely. end of the world is going to come, according yeah. to the Bible. And, yeah, <laughs> the safest thing for us to do would be to... To hear and uh, heed God's message and uh, respond. Well, the book of Revelation, you know, God, you know, there's a blessing to those who read, hear, and keep the words because True. the time is near. It's literally a Titanic book. Wow. In I more ways it. than one. A book of Titanic proportions. Oh, Sharissa, <laughs> you've just taken it to another level. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it's you true. It <laughs> it's true, and yeah. um, so so this message and it begins with the word fear God. Ooh, we Whoa, need to unpack that. That's huge. So that's, yeah, we, there must be something to that. There's something there, and so we've got to we've got to find out what that is, Charissa, because a lot of people think of fear God. Does God want us to be afraid of Him? So we're going to look at that as we go along after this beautiful song, and we're yeah. going to be listening to what. The lower light, uh, nearer my God to thee. Oh, oh this that is... was that was the song that was sung on Titanic as it was going down. Wow, that very song. So he sure is. Uh, Good choice. Shell sure. knows that. Thanks, Shell.
Nearer My God to Thee, beautiful hymn that was sung, as we mentioned before, we went to the song break, Mm. sung on the deck, or played on the deck of the Titanic just as it was sinking. Just as it was sinking, yeah, Yeah, by the band. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Well, you are listening to Looking Up, and we're in a Bible study. We are talking about... Uh, Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 and 7, and we're up to, I think, verse 7. Yeah, right at the beginning there. We're unpacking what it means to fear God. Because, okay. I mean, that's how the angel begins. I yeah. mean, not, hi, everyone, how's it going? <laughs> you know, it's like, bang, fear God. Yeah, like well, they're, they're the first words. It's like we're right into it. You know, I mean, there's no... There's no softly, softly. Yep. It's just no pleasantries straight, straight no, there. No pleasantries at all. And before we go further, yeah. let me just remind our listeners there's a prize. I don't know if anyone has claimed it yet, but uh, for the first four people to call or text us on our studio number, 0491 with the word law, you can have the book coming to you. The Antichrist Agenda, Ten Commandments Twice Removed. It's a very compelling book that will move you beyond prophetic theory and popular fiction back to the Bible where all answers are provided. So uh, it's a really excellent book. Call or text us with the word lore if you're one of the first four people to do so. The book is yours. Amen. 0491064669. And even if people have comments or questions oh, about the Bible study. Absolutely. You can ask anything. You can comment. Yes, we love to hearing your from content. you. We do. Uh, we yeah, do. We part do. of the joy of the program. Well, let's talk about what the end okay. says. All right. Fear God. Okay. Let's take a look at that now. We've got to, you know, I was reminded, I'm, I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, fear God, but. You read Revelation chapter 1, the very first chapter, and there, you know, Jesus places his right hand on John and he says, he, he gives him words of encouragement. Do you want to read it, what it says in Revelation one seventeen? Yes, let me just pull it up here. The Bible says, He laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. So Jesus says, Don't be afraid. Yeah. And yet here we read, Fear God. Yeah. So there's kind of a disconnect in a lot of people's minds, and they're like trying to make sense of it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so what we've got to do is we've got to understand what this what this whole idea and concept of fear God is all about. Because First yeah. John four eight, that's that famous text um, where John writes. You want to read it if you have it there. First John four eight. Yes, the Bible says that he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. There we go. So if God is a God of love, and generally speaking, you know, fear is not something um, that people associate, you know, something that's pleasant. Mm -hmm. You know, fear is something that brings, you know, trepidation and anxiety and that which is unpleasant into your life, you know, or the thought of it. So, you know, we we talk about that fear. And um, 1 John 4.18, if you want to just read that scripture. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Okay, so here we have the contrast between fear and love. Mm -hmm. And God is love. Yeah. Right. So if God is love, that means there's no fear as we understand fear. In God. Mm, very interesting. There oh, was no. a yeah, go. there was just a Bible verse that I've encountered too when I was trying to understand the difference between you know does it mean being afraid of God mm, or mm. But you're pointing out the answer here and Exodus twenty twenty uses the word fear twice but one relating to God and one not relating to God mm, in the same to, verse. Do you want to share that? Moses said unto the people, "Fear not." 
So don't be afraid. For God has come to prove you that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not. So fear not. But God says, you know, once he's fear before you. So so apparently there is something that's very healthy and something that's very positive about fearing God. That's right. Okay. Um, So we need to take a look at that. And, um, you know, that that word fear God appears a number of times in Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, in various contexts. And in particular, we want to take a look at how that word appears in connection with the law of God, Mm -hmm. because we're going to discover that the law of God is a transcript of God's character and who God is. So if you want to read, (coughs) excuse me. Bless you. There's my Malenkov. <laughs> have I told you about my Malenkov? I think I've you told you. Yeah, <laughs> what didn't I tell you? Yeah, I think you, you've told uh, us. We don't need it. We don't need to share that dad joke again and burden <laughs> the poor listeners with my dad joke. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah, do you want to read for us Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 and 13? What does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you for your good? Oh, wow, there's a lot there, isn't there? There is. So here we have those terms. Fear the Lord mm-hmm. or fear God, mm-hmm. as we have here in Revelation 14. But notice here, it's in the context of loving God, serving God with all your heart and soul, which reminds us of the words of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, who said, you know, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, mm. and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Ah, so when we fear God, we're going to love him. We're going, we're to, going love to do him what our, he commands. Exactly. We're going so to serve him. So it's obedience, it's love, it's respect, it's honoring, it's putting God first. Yeah. Having so, a respect for who yeah, God is. Yeah, and who God is and placing him first and foremost in your life. And notice it finishes off with the words, which, you know, I have commanded you for your good. Yes. It's for our good. Yeah. So it appears that that God's law of love, and fearing God go hand in hand. So it has something to do with, with God's law. And just to illustrate that, you know, I mean, we've got laws on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, why do we have laws on the road? Why can't, why do we need laws on the road anyway, Sharissa? To protect us. Yeah. To keep us from crashing into everybody and, yeah. Imagine there were no laws on the road. Be uh, a very scary place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the law is something that's positive. There's a number of scriptures that speak of God's law as, you know, providing happiness and great peace. And even Jesus in John 15, 10, um, he talked about the the law in the context of, you know, abiding with him. Maybe that's a scripture you want to read, John Mm -hmm. 15, verse 10. Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Okay, so what do we have here? God's commandments in the context of what? His love. Yeah, oh, abiding. Abiding, have, yeah. staying in a connected relationship with him. Mm. So God's law mm-hmm. is is designed to enable us to abide in God, abide in Christ and have that relationship. And, I mean, you know, we talked about weddings and yep. we'll get to that in a little bit. But the wedding service and the vows are very much in the context of two individuals who are, giving their hearts and their lives to one another, two individuals that um, uh, are, looking to, are looking to establish their lives together based on a foundation of commitment. 
Yes. You know, always, that's what the that's what the vows are all about. It's a covenant of yeah. love between two people. Absolutely. And I always love to think of it in these words that when we say when a couple, you know, commits themselves to one another, they're saying yes to the other person and no to everybody else. Mm, so it I is like when, that. when we uh, give our lives to Jesus, when we follow God and we want to love him and serve him, we obey him, we're saying yes to him and no to everybody else because he is our God. And that's the first commandment, you know. I'm yeah. the Lord your God who brought you out of the yeah. land of Egypt. You shall have no other gods before me. Mm. I'll be the supreme joy so, of your life. So it's in the so God's law is couched in the context of a relationship with God. Mm. So that's the first thing we need to discover and, and understand. And it's interesting because what precedes um, the law of God in the three angels' messages is the everlasting gospel. Mm-hmm. That's what we read of in Revelation 14, 6. And what's the everlasting gospel about? Well, God through Christ has done for us. Amen. And so we respond to that. So that's the foundation, mm-hmm. and that's the foundation of the Ten Commandments because God says, and you just pointed that out in Genesis, Exodus 20, verses 1 and 2, where God says, you know, I have delivered you from the, you know, from the land of slavery, you know, from the house of bondage. Mm. Um, therefore, you shall have no other gods before me. He's inviting us. So God always initiates. He invites us. And then it's our choice whether we respond. So this, fear God and, and um, you know, fear God and give glory to him, which we're going to discover what, what is next week, the glory aspect. But this is simply an invitation from God through the everlasting gods for us to, you know, Submit and surrender to him, just like two individuals, you know, mm-hmm. um, surrender their lives to one another through marriage. You know, I performed the vows yesterday, you know, till death do us part. I, you know, I will, I will declare myself only unto you. I will solely be, you know, true to you. Mm. And so that's how it is because, yeah, you know, I love you. It's out of the context of love. So God's law is based on his law of love. Amen. Amen. It's the foundation of his government. Foundation of his government, indeed. And every government, every government <laughs> can only operate under, under a constitution. We're seeing governments do interesting things right we now. We are. And what's happening? So the constitution of various nations and laws that are being enacted, um, there are people that are rising up and protesting because they feel it's not right. They mm-hmm. feel that it takes away from their democratic rights. Now, now, what are the democratic? Where are the democratic rights to be found? In the laws of the land, isn't mm-hmm, that right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the United States in particular. You know, we don't necessarily yep. have a constitution as they do, but they've got their First Amendment yep. and their Second Amendment that every American, I'm sure, knows and is and is well familiar with, or should be. Yeah. And what's the you know the First Amendment? It's about religious liberty mm-hmm. and freedom of speech. What's the Second Amendment? Shell would know. It's about you know the freedom to bear arms. That's it. So they're the first two, and that's you know that's kind of like my democratic right. Sorry. The second one is is freedom of speech. No, the, I, I I thought the second one was um, freedom to bear arms. No, it's not. Just as well we have an American. Oh, just as well we have an American. Someone's going to fact check us. <laughs> Someone's going to fact. I thought it was the second one, but I could be wrong. Anyway, you yeah. Yeah, so the, I'm pretty sure the first one was, um, you know, the right for redress and grievances and the people to assemble. But anyway, Shell will check that out. She'll Google that <laughs> as we all can and we'll see what, what, what the Second Amendment is. Um, anyway, the bottom line is, you know, God has given us a law of love and that is the constitution of his government. And I discovered, I won't go through all the scriptures, but if you take a look at, you know, scriptures, you discover that God is and his law uh, are the same. They're synonymous, you know. 
Love, as we've already talked about, good, holy, perfect, pure, just, true, spiritual, righteous, faithful, unchanging, eternal. So whatever God's law is, references to God's law, they are the same references to who God is in his character. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Everything that the Bible says about God's law, it says about God too. What is she saying? She's pointing to me. You were right. Oh, have mercy. No way. No way. That's the first time I've been right on Faith FM. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so the second command, second commandment, second <laughs> amendment. <laughs> it is a commandment in the United States, isn't it? I mean, yeah. their constitution is their commandments uh, for how they govern their nation. So, yeah, it's freedom to bear arms. And the first one was, um, yeah, religiously, liberty and freedom of speech. So God is love. Um, yeah, we talked about that earlier where Jesus talked about, you know, the greatest commandment mm-hmm. was to love God with all your heart. Now, yeah, that's really interesting because we're talking about the Ten Commandments mm, too. The so ten there's commandment. ten there and why there's does ten. Jesus say one? The greatest. The greatest. Well, no, he was what? asked. He was asked what is the greatest commandment. Okay. And he answered it. He didn't it. even say one from the ten. No, he didn't. He What he did was he summarized all ten commandments into ah. two overline, sorry, into two overarching principles. And do you want to read that because because it, it comes through there? Sure. So I'm reading Matthew 22 verses 36 to 40. This is what the Bible says: that someone came to Jesus and said, "Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law?" Jesus said to him, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment." And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Okay, so two commandments. Mm -hmm. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if you take a look at um, this in the context of God, the Bible says God is love. We've already looked at that first John 4. So we've got love. Love towards God Mm -hmm. are the first four commandments. Love towards man or mankind, are the next six commandments. And Jesus said, on these two principles, love towards God, love towards man, the first four and the next six hang all the law and the prophets. And law and the prophets is another term for the entire Bible, the whole Bible. So basically the entire Bible is simply the... You know, the unpacking, if I could use that term, um, of those 10 principles, 10 commandments that are based on two overarching principles, love for God, love for your fellow man. That's why they're on two tablets of stone. Nice and simple. It's powerful. Yeah, I love things simple. (laughs) And so that is why, and so that that is a foundation for peace and happiness. And we're going to go... In after the break that you're going to introduce, we're going to we're going to take a look at how this applies in our everyday Ooh. lives, and when things go off the rails, you know what the impact is. So we're going to be dealing with that, and I've got some very interesting statistics. Yeah, so don't afterwards. go away because I think this song might even give it away. This is my sister singing. Write them on my heart by Malita Fong. Then we'll have a news break, and we will be back with more. You have written what you want from me in stone A reflection of your character, O Lord So I try to keep your loss without regret But I'm easily distracted and forget So write them on my heart 
L team, Lyle and Lawson, and you can join us every morning on The Breakfast Show. We cover news that matters and do our encounter with God. We also have an intense quiz, great giveaways, awe-inspiring music, and best of all, you can have your say and be a part of the Bracky family. We're live across Australia, so check your Faith FM program for your local airtime. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. Are you or someone you know doing it tough at the moment? 
Faith FM would like to invite you to the Manji Food Pantry, a community initiative to supply affordable food and clothing to those in need. The Manji Food Pantry runs on the second and fourth Thursday of the month between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. at Manjimup Seventh-day Adventist Church, 33 Highfield Street. Registration is required, so for more information, call or text Ross on 0456-747-719. That's 0456-747-719. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Looking up to you. We are on the home stretch today, and what a Bible study we have had together. A reminder, if you haven't had opportunity, I, I understand there is still a book or two up for grabs. So um, if you want to try and claim the prize for today, The Antichrist Agenda, Ten Commandments Twice Removed by Danny Shelton, call or text us here in studio with the word law, L-A-W, um, call or text us on studio number 0491 with that word. And if you're the, in the first four, you will receive that free offer. Well, that prize, actually, it's not an offer. It's a prize. It's coming to you. So, Pastor Danny, let's keep going. We, we have a few more things okay, to Okay, we're about. in the final stretch. Every time this radio program just flies by. It just flies by. Like I, I mean, imagine that happens to you every day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> even it, when you're not on radio it didn't happen when I was one week stuck in my room That's with true. COVID quarantining you know being a leper for a week that didn't that was the slowest week of my life yeah. like big time it was just like every day felt like six months anyway um, yeah we're looking at God's law mm-hmm. of love and we've discovered that it's founded and grounded on two on two significant principles love towards God love towards our fellow man and it's the constitution of mm-hmm. heaven it's mm-hmm. the foundation of God's government you can tell a lot about a place by the laws that it has. Yeah, absolutely. And everything that we read in God's law being for our good, for absolutely. our blessing, that absolutely. we can live long, yeah. have eternal life, sounds pretty yeah. good. Well, why do people risk life and limb, literally, to to cross seas, dangerous seas, to cross dangerous borders? I mean, how many people die in the desert there in the United States every year crossing the border from Mexico into the United States of America? Or in the Adriatic, you know, mm-hmm. crossing from North Africa into Europe, um, you know, we had we had our own incidents here from the South Pacific, you know, people, the boat people, mm-hmm. you know, we mm-hmm. stopped the boats and it was that whole, you know, the, 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 that whole drama around that and um, people losing their lives. Mm-hmm. So freedom and and people come to these nations because these nations are democratic. Um, well, they're supposed to be. Things have sadly changed in, in many ways in the last couple of years, but not for the right reason. And um, so people are seeking freedoms. They want peace. They want, the, they want to live in a place where they can practice their faith. They can practice their civil liberties. They can be free people. We were designed to be free. That's right. God created Adam and Eve to be free. And so that's why freedom is so precious. And God's law is a law of freedom. Really? I'm about to start preaching, but I'll just <laughs> contain myself because we are on radio. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the law of liberty. That's it's true. That's what the, the Bible law calls of liberty. it. Yeah, it calls it the law of liberty. Now, you, think of, you think of the Liberty um, Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor. Yeah. You know, and um, why was that place there? 
Do you know? Can't one of the reasons. Off the top of my head, so go ahead. Okay, one of the reasons was so that those coming from the old world, as they made their way into New York Harbour, there they would be greeted even before they got off those ships. Mm. They would be greeted by the Statue of Liberty saying, welcome, you have come into the new world. Here we roll out the Liberty carpet, the carpet of freedom for you to enjoy and you can live in peace and safety and you can live in harmony with the dictates of your conscience. Wow. And um, so Liberty, God's law of liberty, it sets us free. But sadly, the devil has deceived people into thinking that God's law, God's Ten Commandments, is a law of bondage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a law of slavery. Whereas it's the opposite. Now, yeah. God took him out of slavery okay. in Egypt, gave him his law of love on Mount Sinai, and said, I want you to live happy and healthy and holy lives. Amen, amen. I love it. And, and you know, it's hard for people sometimes to capture just the beauty and the language of promise in which the Ten Commandments are given. Because many people read and says. You shall not do this. You yeah, shall not. Yeah, thou yeah. shall not. Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. very negative. It does. But when you think about it, the more you think on God's law. I mean, David said he loved to think on the law of mm-hmm. God. He could think about it all day, all night, and never exhaust the beauty Absolutely. of it. But I think that the longer we live, the more we see how God's law is for our good. Mm-hmm. It's for our benefit. If you mm-hmm. want to live your best life, God's way is the best way. It's mm-hmm. the safest way. Mm-hmm. You can have the greatest joy in obedience to his law. Absolutely, and as we've pointed out, you know God's law of love um, is 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 there to protect our most precious relationships yes. between God and between one another, Amen. and so and it helps us get our priorities straight. If you take a look at what the first commandment is, it's mm-hmm. put who first, God first, God first. You know, put God first in your life. What's yeah. commandment number ten? What what we ought to put last? Ourselves. <laughs> Yes, well, our possessions. Mm-hmm. You know, none of the other commandments really talk about possessions. Like somebody might say, well, you know, the fourth commandment and the Sabbath talks about, you know, um, your your, sla- your, mm-hmm. your servant mm-hmm. and so on and your ox and your donkey and whatever. But really, you know, coveting. You know, God's saying be satisfied with what you have. Mm. That's commandment number 10. Mm. If you put God first, so it goes, it's interesting the order yes. that it goes. And, um, and I've looked at the order of the commandments. And so the first four, Look at your relationship with God. Yep. The next one deals with marriage and family. That's that's commandment number five. The next um, three, four after that, um, how many would that be? Yeah, no, the next four deal with your relationship with others. You know, don't steal, yep. don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't lie. They're the next four. And they're your relationship with others. And then possessions your relationship to possessions and things and and you know even other people you know not coveting someone's wife or husband or whatever the case may be um so god family friends possessions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but what have we done today in our society flipped them we've flipped them where possessions are chased you know um the things of this world and family because about family god is irrelevant in many people's lives. And guess what? Because we have flipped God's Ten Commandments upside down and we have even eradicated. I mean, it doesn't even equate. God is not even on the agenda yeah. for most people in Australia, sadly, if I have to say mm-hmm. the truth. Um, we find ourselves in this situation where Jesus said, you know, in Matthew 24, verse 12, he said, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So lack of law means lack of what? 
Love. Love. Can you see? Ah, so forget about global warming. There's a global cooling. <laughs> global cooling, indeed. And um, and the issue here is the issue here is the further we go away from like what you said, God's plan, God's template. Mm. You know, God's GPS, I call it. Yep. You know, the the further we go away from where true joy and peace and happiness is to be found, mm. and the more confused and the more pain and suffering we cause ourselves and others. And that is the reason why we have these issues. And that's why Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Amen, amen. Yeah. So um, so it's based on that. So fear God is about God is pleading, please, 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 Danny, Sharissa, Shell, everyone, please. I've given you a template. I've given you a GPS, how to navigate through life from one side to the other, you know, from this world to the world to come. Please use the GPS, please. There's mm. potholes, there's mines, there's... You there's, can avoid there's, so much heartache, there's so cliffs. much pain. Exactly. I want you to avoid that as much as possible in this sin-sick world. Grab the GPS, please, please, please. I mean, imagine yeah. you're going through LA, right? I don't know if you've ever been to LA. I oh, have. Yeah, I've kind of only been to the airport. But I can imagine LA and the, and the, and the highways there would be crazy, mm-hmm. right? And imagine someone gave you a GPS and said, here is the GPS to get you from one side of LA to the other. <laughs> and you're like, nah, I'll just wing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Are you going to be mad or what? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So I think everyone gets the point. Yes. All right. Now, there's um, a lot of things that are going on in our world, um, a ton of things um, where we look at that every week. Um, you know, we're aware of that in our news. But I want to take a look at... Um, you know, the commandments, at the heart of the commandments is marriage and the family, the Sabbath and marriage and the family. Mm-hmm. And we're going to look at them on another occasion a little bit more in detail, but they, they stand out, you know. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, honour thy mother and thy father. And when it comes to look at marriage and the family, that really is the bedrock of our society, Sharissa. It is, it is. But how is that going? How are we going in that space? It's a very fragile space. And if I could say it's, I think it's it's crumbling to pieces right now because the definition, we are changing the definition. But do we have the right? Do we have the power to change that definition? Well, governments feel they do. Many governments feel they do. But really, the one who made marriage is the one who has the power to change the definition if he so chooses. So, the yeah, architect of marriage, the, the inventor right. of marriage is, is Christ. Yeah, he owns the copyright. So very interesting times. Absolutely. And you know what? The further we go away from God's word, and I've said this 50 times already today, and you've, you've said it a few times, but the, the more pain and suffering we cause. It's true. It's, it's true. interesting. Um, I, you know, the downward spiral of morality, I call it. I've, you know, I've got, I've got <coughs> oh, man, I love this annoying COVID Malenkov. I call it. Um, anyway, such is life. Immoral acts. Um, if you take a look at sort of where things have been the last 50, 60 years, if I could say firstly, you know, they, they're abhorred. Yep. Then that immoral act or acts is tolerated. Mm-hmm. You know, we first abhor it, then we tolerate it. Okay, we'll put up with it. Then it's accepted. Mm-hmm. Then it's promoted. And then guess what? It's defended. Yes. And I probably need to add another thing. Those who oppose it are prosecuted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yep. And um, so, yeah, things have really, really changed. Absolutely. Um, can I read you yeah, something? absolutely. This is a quote from an author, and I just heard it, but 
it just what you just said reminded me hard times create strong men strong men create good times good times create weak men and weak men create hard times Oh wow! Could you repeat that? I haven't heard that before. That's that, that's hard fascinating. Times, yeah, my husband actually found it. And he was showing me oh, just wow. the other day on a video. Yeah. Hard times create strong men. Mm-hmm. Strong men create good times. Mm-hmm. Good times create weak men, mm-hmm. and weak men create hard times. Mm-hmm. So history repeats itself. It kind of goes on a bit yeah. of a pendulum. But well, yeah. it's interesting that you say that. We're 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 running out of time just all too fast. We may have to sort of revisit some of these things. Yeah. in the future but um if i could just make a note um there's a, a historian mm-hmm. by the name of arnold toynbee um okay. famous historian yes he wrote a 12 volume study um between 1934 and 1961 entitled a study of history why do they disintegrate and collapse mm-hmm. and he looked at 19 civilizations that have um, arisen to power and they have, you know, disintegrated and collapsed, according mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to, um, you know, the, the title or the question that he poses as a title. And um, one of the key findings he discovered was that lawlessness leads to destruction. Mm. Because the love of many will grow wow. cold, you know, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Destru- lawlessness leads to destruction. So, so the further we go away from God's plan and God's will, and the further morality sinks mm. into the depths of our nation, of our of our lives, the more destruction. This is what this guy is saying. He's a famous historian. Um, he's not alive any longer. Lawlessness leads to destruction. That was his conclusion. Wow. So in light of that conclusion, what what is the good news? Like what should we be trying to do? What should we be allowing God to do? I believe heeding this message, mm-hmm. fear God, um, which is, you know, go back yeah. to that template for how to live happy and holy and prosperous and peaceful lives, which is God's holy law of love. Amen. You know, God's word, um, making God's word the foundation of how you live your life, for your marriage, for your family, you know, just for everything. God's word being the foundation, because as we discovered, you know, Jesus said, you know, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and your neighbor. And on these hang, on these two hang all the law and the prophets, the whole of scripture. Wow. So um, yeah, we need to get back to the Bible. We need Amen. to get back to the principles of the Bible and live our lives in harmony with them by God's grace. Love it. And I like to them I love that when you talk about that, we let God write his law on our hearts. Mm, so that, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll we'll deal with that after Doing the that break. Yeah. Okay, after the break. We're gonna have a song right now, Psalm 119 verses 105 to 112. I love it. I love scripture songs. Enjoy this one as we head towards a finish. Don't go away, we have a final thought after this. Your word, your word is a lamp to my feet and the light to Sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to
Accept my free will offerings of praise, oh Lord. Teach me your rules. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget. I do not forget your law. Your testimonies are my heritage forever. For they are the joy of my heart. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. Forever to the end. Forever to the end. A great scripture song. Amen. A Beautiful song. Great way for us to land the plane today, mm-hmm. Pastor Danny. One of the final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners well, with? I, I want to leave our listeners with um, what you alluded to, what you shared just before we went to the break, and that is, ultimately, God wants to write His law of love in our hearts, um, from stone into our hearts, because really, the only way it's going to make any difference to us in a relational sense is when his law is in our hearts. Just like a married couple, those vows need to go from the paper, from the page, into the heart. <laughs> really good they, illustration. They need to be lived out in the heart and yeah. in the life. So you don't carry around your vows in your back pocket. No. Just to remind yourself, oh, I need to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, you carry them in your heart. And um, so God wants us to, to carry his law of love in our hearts because that's where he placed his law of love in Adam and Eve at the very beginning of time. He didn't give them ten physical commandments. He mm. gave them a law of love in their hearts. Love it. And so the scripture here is from Hebrews chapter 10, um, verses 16 and 17. Um, here, Paul, the author of Hebrews, he's quoting from the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 31, 33 and 34, where God speaks of his original intent when it comes to his law of love. It says, this is the covenant. I'm mm-hmm. reading from Hebrews 10, verses 16 and 17. Yeah. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and in their minds. I will write them. Then he adds, 
their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. So God wants to place his law of love in our hearts and in our minds. Amen. The very best place for them to be if they're going to make any difference in their lives. The only place, yeah, absolutely. I love it. What about you, Sharice? Say any uh, thoughts from you? Yeah, well, thank you for sharing those thoughts. I think for me, just the realization like the longer, the more you think about God's way and His law, the Mm. more amazing it is. Like, He hasn't missed anything. It's a comprehensive 10 that cover every aspect. That's like 500 commandments. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And nice and simple, but covers everything. And it's for our best best good. It's for our benefit, for our blessing. Yeah. So when Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments, he's saying, I invite you to enter into a relationship with me. It's almost like a marriage. Mm. If you think about it, Jesus is saying, will you marry me? Hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and there are vows in marriage. Mm -hmm. And so the vow here is the covenant. And the word covenant is used. A covenant we talk about marriage covenants. I love that. You know, so the covenant and God's law and vows, that's all connected. It is. And and in the same way God is calling for us to be faithful to yeah. him, he's yeah. promising to be faithful well, to us. Well, he's the one that initiates he's the covenant. He initiates so. the covenant. He's the groom. Mm. So the groom at a wedding always goes with the vows first. That's right. I did that on Tuesday. You yep. know, the groom, he was he was invited first to respond to the vows. Yeah. And then it was his wife. Yeah. So it's just a beautiful, it's just a beautiful, I know you love the whole uh, wedding and marriage imagery because that's what the Bible Mm -hmm, tells mm -hmm, us from the mm -hmm. beginning all the way to the end. And Mm -hmm. so, and we all know that marriage is about love. Yeah. L-O-V. I'm going to be careful. He's going to preach again. (laughs) I'll take it easy. Well, you better close in prayer for us, Pastor. Yeah, absolutely. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you so much for your law of love. Father, I pray that we will allow you to place that into our hearts and into our minds each and every day and that through love and the motivation of love, we will seek to live in harmony with your law of love, which is always for our best and the best of those around us. Mm. So bless us now, Father, as we go our separate ways until we connect again next week. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Don't go anywhere. The good times are continuing here on Faith FM. We are so glad that you joined us this afternoon, and we look forward to having your company again this time next week on the Looking Up program. Remember, as you continue to go on listening and we leave, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith looks up. God bless you. We'll see you back here this time next week. looking up, don't give up, don't give up. When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast Into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me.